Welcome to the Set Yourself Free podcast. Real stories of women who went from feeling like they would never make it in the online space to creating way more money and freedom. I'm your host, Carrie Beach, owner of Set Yourself Free. I'm a life and success coach that helps female entrepreneurs bust through self-doubt and fear so that they can have wildly profitable online businesses. I personally entered the online space insanely confident in my ability to coach women and have a thriving business. And yet when I couldn't sign a client to save my life, it was insanely frustrating. I speak to women every single day who have this experience, and I'm here to change the conversation so that you can step into your confidence and make more money doing work that you are here to do on this planet. Join us for season five, where you will hear 12 women's stories with creating their own thriving businesses and what it actually looks like behind the scenes to do so. We dive deep into topics you will not find in front-end marketing that will give you tips, tools, and a whole lot of permission to do life and business your own way, while also feeling less alone and growing your income and your impact. I'm Simona and I'm a mindset coach. I help heart-centered entrepreneurs um, shift their mindset and master their mindset so they can live more confident and, and empowered lives. So talk to us about when you were in a place in your business where you were kind of like one foot in, one foot out and what was going on. Yes, for sure. I think that place would probably be, I want to say just after... Okay. During coronavirus, but like just after, you know, everyone was in lockdown and people were starting to go back to work again. So I had actually, um, started a new job while I was in coronavirus lockdown, if you will. And so I started this new job and I was doing my business as well. And I had been doing my business like during that time. And so I started this new job and it was great. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, is it really like, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. Like there's a lot going on and you know, there's a lot of, um, moving parts and there's a lot of things to, to sort of keep track of and all these different things. And it really made me question and wonder, you know, not so much like, is, is this what I really want? Because it was always a yes. And it still is always a yes. I think it's more of the sense of time, Mm -hmm. if you will. But what I realized a huge shift that needed to happen was that I had always been operating my business as like a side hustle mentality and really needing to make that shift from the side hustle mentality into the CEO mindset. Mm -hmm. It makes a big difference. It really, really does. It makes a big difference to feel like you're empowered by your business. And it's not just a hobby. It's not just a thing that you do on the side. You know, something that one of my coaches said to me that I absolutely loved. She said, when you introduce yourself to people, introduce yourself as a coach first and whatever you do as your career or whatever, second, you really, for me, that half in half out place was really, um, it was really just the belief. It came down to like the belief if I could really do this or not, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I needed to, I needed to shift that thought and remind myself I started to begin with because there's been a lot of change and there's been a lot of things that have shifted. There's been a lot of growth and there's been a lot of, you know, just all around different stuff. The whole world's different. Um, So, so, you know, when I think about half in half out, I think that it's such a great question. And I think a lot of the time people end up in this place because you're not really owning the fact that you're the CEO of your business and it makes you 
very easy to jump from one to like one thing to the next and saying yes one day and no the next day. I think it, it makes it very easy to sort of flip-flop back and forth. Yeah. Well, and I think kind of what comes up for me there is like when we talk about this conversation is it makes it so easy to self-sabotage when we're in that place, right? Because it's just like, then we, then we can go see it didn't work out versus if we go all in, then it feels terrifying if we're like, what if it doesn't work out? But if we're one foot in, it's like, well, that's why. That's okay. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, it's, it's, that is exactly it. And you always have that excuse behind you, not excuse, but you always have that like cushion. I guess it is an excuse. You always have that cushion and that, you know, that pillow of like, it's fine. You know, it's fine. If it doesn't work out, it's going to be fine. But like, will it though? Will it actually be fine? If it doesn't work out, you'd be so disappointed. You know what I mean? You'd be so disappointed. And there have been so many times where I'm like, oh my God, is this like, I like, is this ever going to work? Like, especially when I was first getting started, like, is this yeah. ever going to work? Oh my God. And it's like at those moments where you feel like stopping the most, if you just let yourself go just a little bit longer and push just mm-hmm. a little harder, that's when you get to the next place. That's where you get to the, oh my God, I'm so glad that I didn't give up. So if you're in a place right now where you're thinking you're half in, you're half out, you're not sure what you want to do next, give yourself a chance. Step into that that very uncomfortable feeling and let yourself just go a little further. Just try, hang on a little longer, especially if it feels aligned and especially if it feels like something you really want to do. I think the biggest difference between the people who make it and the people who don't are the people is the action that you take in between. If you believe that your dreams are worth it, if you believe that the life that you want, you're deserving of, then you, you need to hang on and you need to just take that little further step just to guide you a little further, um, you know, to take yourself out of that place that you can't do it and into that place that you, you know, you can. Yeah. And I think it's, it's coming back to redecision all the time. Cause like mm-hmm. I talk about the word decision and I think it's so magical and powerful, but I never want to fool people into thinking it's just like, okay, I'm going to decide on Tuesday. And after Tuesday, everything's going to be amazing and wonderful and an uphill trajectory. Like, exactly. oh, like absolutely not. But it's being so aware and conscious of like not letting yourself off the hook, so to speak. And to me, like the biggest way to do that is like have support because your brain's going to want to quit on you all day when things are hard. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's just like, that's just so key. Um, I think support is so important, which is why you need to have community around you, which is why you need to have people to help you, which is why you need to have, you know, coaches to encourage you. You need that kind of support and that accountability. That's so important. And I think that it's also okay to like know that some seasons of your business are going to be busier than others. And some of them are going to be, you know, you're going to be doing more. And then some of them, you're going to need time to, to just take a step back maybe and like to turn inward and inwards and figure out what it is you want to do next. Or if you're wanting to shift something, you know what I mean? Like there are always opportunities to do that. But I think that when, I think that when you know that you're destined for something, you giving up isn't an option. Going back to the way it was before isn't an option. You know what I mean? When you taste how good it feels to live the dream life that you want, how do you go back to a place that made you so unhappy? It it doesn't work, you know? Yeah. Well, and then what I feel like is so critical here that I want people to hear is so much of this work is 
actually identifying your fears and looking at them and sitting in them. Like, I just, I, I feel like you said that so well several times. And I think that's critical to understand of like, we can say all these things, we can take all this action. You can get results from doing a lot of things, but I think everyone will also still reach a certain level that if they have not looked at their fears or dealt with their fears, like those holy shit moments, what if I lose it all? is going to happen. And so you have to get really comfortable at looking at the uncomfortable things because our unconscious is ruling pretty much everything we do. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, if we're terrified that like aunt Sally is going to take all of our money, if we make money or whatever the fear is, right? Like, but we're not looking at that because we're like, ah, I just hope it goes away. You're going to wake up one day and be so paralyzed in fear. You're not going to know what to do. Exactly. And that goes exactly back to the fear that I had just realized about myself not long ago, the fear of actually being successful and where that fear Mm -hmm. came from and why it came up. Um, And until you address that, until I address that, I couldn't sit in my business and I couldn't move forward in my business until I figured it out. Because every second I was like, I was like, I know I need to go and do my business plan, but I can't bring myself to do it because Mm -hmm. there's something blocking me. And until you realize like what that block is, you're exactly right. Like you won't be able to move forward. But I also think that it's also like really important to know. I've had so many discovery calls with people and for a while I was doing, um, like clarity calls and they were an hour long and people, you know, would, we would find them the clarity that they were looking for. That was the goal of it. And (laughs) I remember someone said to me, thank you so much. This was so helpful. Like, I feel like everything is fixed. And I'm like, okay, but <laughs> yes, and that's incredible. I'm so happy you feel yeah. that way. But like, it never works. It never ends. It, it's forever work. It's not just, you're going to get through this one block this one time and nothing else is ever going to come up ever again. It's the continuous work. Like when I speak with my clients every single week, we're constantly going through things that come up for them. We're constantly going through the you know, the things that have held them back that week and what, how do, how do we navigate and go through and get to the other side of that? You know what I mean? And it's like to, to think that you're, it's a one and done deal. You're never going to have to look at your shit ever again. No, wrong. (laughs) It doesn't exist. And if it does, please send me to the person because, you know, I think there's always that fear. There's a fear every time you up level in something, every time you do something new, every time you hit a new goal, every time you, you, you're out of your comfort zone because it's your, you're stretching, you're growing, you're reaching. Yeah. And it ultimately, to me, it comes down to self-trust. Like how can you trust yourself enough to go all in, in your business? How can Mm -hmm. you trust yourself enough to hire the support even when you're terrified and you don't have the money? Yes. You know, it it really is like, how can we get into that place of self-trust, which Quite frankly, the world does a shitty ass job of teaching us. Well, they don't teach us. They teach us the opposite, you know, like fear everything and like, you know, and so that's what we're conditioned and programmed to think and believe. Exactly. It's, it's so, so, so true. If I think of everything that I've done in my business, was I, was I ready to do it? No, No. my first, the first time I hired my VA, I was like, I was like, what work am I going to give her? I found things for her in like 30 minutes. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, wow, look at how much time I have back. You know what I mean? And it's like, and you're, you're never ready to make that investment. You're never ready to hire that VA. You're never ready for all of those different things. Um, 
but they come at the time that they come because that's when they're supposed to come. And I think that, you know, you take the leap, you take leap because as you're saying, you have to trust yourself. You have to trust that what you're going to do will be so much greater than where you are right now, because I really don't think that you can grow backwards. I really don't. Like, I really think that you can only grow forwards. You can only expand more. Um, and you can only welcome more of that contentment and joy and positivity and happiness and abundance into your life because you're giving yourself the opportunity to grow. You're giving yourself the opportunity to learn and it's never, and it's never done. Like you get to choose every day how you want to show up in your day. You get to choose that. You get to choose where you want to invest your money. You get to choose, you know, how you, how you want to, to, to show up online. You get to choose all of those things. And with that choice, like you, you know, you, you, you grow and you learn. Now I feel like I'm talking in circles, but I'm just trying to drill home this point that it's like, it is a choice, an active, like conscious choice that we make every single day to take the steps towards the life that we really want to live. And if it's the business, it's the business. If it's the family, it's the family. But regardless of whatever it is, you want to travel the world. Incredible. Take the aligned action. You know what to do. You need to turn inward and you need to trust yourself. You know what to do. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And building up those muscles, like in the beginning can feel so hard, but it's like, again, I think it comes back to celebrating and that type mm-hmm. of energy of like, how can you celebrate yourself for that one scary step you took today? Even if you, your brain's trying to tell you that wasn't enough, you didn't do enough, whatever. It's like, no, no, I took one step and I'm going to be so proud of myself for that one step I took. Exactly. Exactly. I, I honestly, you said it so perfectly. Celebrating is, is the perfect way to rewire your brain to having more of what it is that you want to have. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Mm, so good. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. So I'm Beth Blanco. Um, I've been a certified financial counselor since 2005 which is kind of a funny story because I was in lending for 10 years. So I, I like the other side, but what really happened was I got, my daughter got really sick and I went through a divorce and I went through a financial nightmare and I got myself out of it. And then I wanted to help other people. But my major goal is to help women become powerful financially so we can take over the world basically. So, but what was happening when you were kind of dabbling like half in half out and what was going on then? You know, people, I, I would show up and people would, they would love to hear what I have to say. I'd have people message me, Hey, can I pick your brain about this? But I wasn't making any sales because I was, and what I figured out was, you know, they were like, Oh, that's so nice. She wants to show up and, you know, teach us some stuff. She wants to show us how to do a budget and stuff. But people, I wasn't taking myself really seriously. I kind of had, you know, one toe in or whatever. And so how could I expect them to take me seriously if I wasn't saying, this is, this is what I want. I'm trying to sell, you know, sell my programs or sell this or sell that. I was having a hard time also asking for the sale because I wanted, I, I do believe in attraction marketing, but I also know that you have to have a call to action. And so I would get up there and teach and give them all this valuable information, but then never get to the point of, hey, you know, I've got something to to sell you or, you know, to offer you. And so 
I kind of just kind said, you know what, I got to figure this out. And I stopped doing not everything, but a lot for a while and, and worked on myself before I could feel like I could come back to it more powerfully with a different attitude, a different energy. And Hey, this is, this is the deal here. You know, this is a business. This isn't like, I'm, I'm not being mean, but this is what I want to accomplish. So yeah. unapologetic. Yeah. yeah. Well, and to me, it, it's uh, the whole decision piece is how I talk about it. Like we have to be at a place of decision, whether it's in our business or our life, like we have to really, really be fully decided in order for anything powerful to happen. Because if you're wishy-washy about something, like how are you going to ever get it? Exactly. Yes. I totally believe that hundred percent. So you went back to inner work and you were Mm -hmm. like, okay, I need to do some work on myself before I show up fully in my business. Is that what happened? Yes. And I wrote my book too, Mm. which was very therapeutic. Writing is super therapeutic, uh, hence the journaling, but also (laughs) the writing process is pretty grueling because I, it, it, was published. I have a a first book, which was self-published. The second one was published. So I thought, you know, here, I've got this great book and everything. And I handed it in. Well, then there's months and months of editing. And then not only one editor, but two editors. And so then they're making you change it, twist it around. And oh, my first version, I put ex-boyfriends, real first names in there. I'm like, (laughs) and I'm not, you know, they're like, well, you either have to get them to sign a release or you have to change their name. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm changing their name that that's why people, you know, change their name. So, but anyways, and I'm glad because now that, you know, I was, I was like, oh, I have nothing to hide. Well, now looking back on that, that would be really awkward had I done that. So, um, (laughs) anyways, but yeah, the writing of the book, the publishing it. And then I did a lot of PR, you know, work, trying to promote the book and creating a trailer and all of that. And then that was kind of my catalyst to kind of, okay, here I am. This is how I want to show up. This is, this is who I am. This is a person that has healed themselves or had, you know, done healing and I'm ready to show the world, but I also have to be that person myself too. So that's Mm. kind of what happened. And that's so powerful because that is the whole being overdoing. Yes. Right. And yeah. we, we want to go do the doing and doing is important, of course, but it, it's who are we being like, that's always first. And we have to show up as we want to be, even if it's not who we are right now, that's how the universe mm. will deliver it. You take the first step and they build the staircase. Unfortunately, that's, it kind of sticks sometimes, but until you take that first step, they're just sitting there on a shelf waiting for you to move. So, yeah. And that's why, you know, everyone in, in manifesting talks about act as if, and I think sometimes it feels um, like trickery or it feels disingenuous sometimes for certain people in that process, but it's so powerful when it, clicks of like why that works and how it works because it is being before, right? And like really getting into that energy and space, but it takes practice. Yes. 
you feel like you're lying to yourself. You know, you're saying I'm abundant and you're like, but, but I'm not really, you know, like you feel like the biggest fraud or something, but that's, you, you're just said it perfectly. You have to get that inside and then, you know, portray it out to the world and then it becomes reality. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like one of my favorite things is knowing that our subconscious brain doesn't know the difference between like what's quote unquote real and what we train it to believe. Yes. And so when we know that, because now science can show this to us, like they literally can hook people up to brain scans, which is fascinating to me that we have the ability to look at this stuff. And so now that we know this, it's like, well, why would we not start to retrain our brains for the things that we want when we know we have that amount of power? Exactly. That is, that is so amazing. Yes. Yeah. So you finally had to come to a point of decision in order to really step into your business, but you had to do all the inner work and the being first. So if if somebody's kind of struggling in that point where they're unsure of how to do that, would you point them back to like journaling and figuring out what modalities will help them in the process? Yes. And I'm a person that loves to write like, like old school with a pen and notebook or journal or something like that. Some people love, you know, to type on the laptop. So do whatever you want, but, and also getting clear on, on what you want your life to look like for, mm-hmm. for example, I did this before I even knew about manifesting. I um, hated where I lived. We, when my kids were young, we had a, had a humanity house built. We got you know, mm-hmm. one, which is not a free house, by the way. People think they give away free houses. They do no. not. They give you a mortgage. That's what it was. But I way overpaid for that house in this crappy neighborhood. So I'm not complaining, but it was a shitty neighborhood with, I had a drug dealer across the street, a trailer park that should have just been bulldozed behind us. And every other house was like kind of leaning to the left or bright blue or something. And then we had these three gorgeous habitat houses right in a row. Our house was awesome. And if I just wanted to pick up my house and move it somewhere else. That's all I wanted to do, but you can't do that. So my son was hanging around with um, other little kids that were, you know, they didn't have anything going for them. I was working on a two hour a day commute, one hour each way, wouldn't get home till eight o'clock at night. I hated my life. I hated mm-hmm. my life. I got up and, and, you know, no wonder I had depression, right? I got up and I did the same thing every day. And I remember going into the counselor and I was just about in tears. And I'm like, I don't like where we live. I, I don't like working an hour away from, you know, where I live and not knowing what my kids are doing. And because my daughter wasn't being very helpful. She wanted her little brother to go away. She didn't care, you know, that he was running around till 730 at night that he hadn't had dinner. He didn't do his homework. And and all of that. And I'm just like, and she's like, well, you're the only one that can fix it. And um, so, you know, I'm like, yeah, but we got to live, we got to live somewhere. And this is a 0% mortgage house. And, you know, I'm all these excuses, all these reasons why, and this is a really good job and we have health insurance and blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. But she made, yeah. She made me get clear and said, make a list of what you want out of your life. What do you want your life to look like? It's so funny. It's just, it's kind of hilarious. So I can't remember how long after that, I, you know, cause I had been being, having this tug on me to make changes in my life, but I was resisting. I was saying, 
you know, I, I can't move. I can't do this. I can't do that. And then just one day out of the blue, I put in my two week notice at my job with, with no plan. I just couldn't take it another day. I could not drive an hour to work each day, one more day. And the day after I did that, I got offered a job that I never even applied for, um, which was <laughs> Still a long commute, but it was only three days a week. And then I thought, well, I'll just pick up something else part-time. I ended up cashing in an investment and bought a $17,000 house out in the country. This is when the housing prices were crazy low because of all the foreclosures and stuff. My son was in sixth grade at that time, and he was a wrestler at his old school, but they weren't very good. The new school had the best wrestling team in our county. And after he moved here... He's graduated now. He's 20 now. But he went on to become a three-time state champion with his new wrestling team and number five in the state of Michigan. It's the best change that I ever made. I didn't know about manifesting. I just followed my heart and my Mm. gut. And anybody that kind of questions it, just, just create a list of what do you want out of life? Don't worry about the how because the universe, when you, when you get clear and you really mean it, I really meant it. They just start opening doors for you that you couldn't have even kicked down for yourself. So that's That's, what I I recommend. Yeah, that's such a beautiful story and example of exactly that. I mean, it can feel really frustrating of like, but how do I do it? And it's like, that part is not your responsibility. Like your responsibility is to take your inspired action as it comes But I love that um, advice of getting really clear because most people struggle because they don't know what they want or they're not owning. I think most people do know what they want, actually. I think it's owning what it is that you want because especially as women, I think a lot of us just have people-pleasing tendencies or, you know, whether it's fears around actually getting what we want But when you get really clear and own that, it is amazing how fast things can shift. Yes. And I didn't get so clear. Like I I didn't say that I wanted Spencer to be at um, this certain school. I just said, I want to, I don't want to drive, you know, and work 40 hours a week and have a two hour, you know, drive every day. I want to live out in the country where there's birds and grass and, you know, um, cornfields around. I, that's how clear I got. I didn't know where I was going to move to or, you know, or anything like that. So that's the beautiful thing is if you don't put so many restrictions on the universe, it's actually a better house than I would have, you know, tried to look for originally. The guy that owned it before me paid 90000 for it and I paid seventeen. So like, wow. I could yeah, I mean, I... I am still blown away by some of the things that happened to me when I stopped resisting and just let it, let it happen. So, yeah. That right there is gold and can be some of the hardest, but most powerful. Like, right. When we're resisting something we think, or we think we have to like muscle our way through or whatever, but it's, it's when we just are able to let go and like release that resistance because then things can come to us because we're in the energy of receiving. Heck yeah. Yes. So anything else you would want to tell people about going all in on your business? Um, you know, 
really, if you are um, struggling with what, what are friends or family going to say, or, you know, trying to hide or, or afraid to show up, it's just dig in and start doing the inner work because you're going to have to do it at some point. It's not a question. It will, because you will only get so far and you will keep spinning your wheels like a hamster on a wheel. So you might as well just roll up your sleeves and get busy, figure out what works for you, try all the things. It's totally fine. And know that you're not wasting your time because you are going to get there faster than if you just ignore it and avoid it. So I could not agree more. (laughs) Thank you so much. That's so helpful because I think, you know, a lot of, especially with the online world, preaches and you see it's just the front end marketing and it's like just do this five-step formula and you'll make six figures or whatever it is versus the reality of what i find with everyone i talk to is it's the inner stuff yes i i thought it was the strategy i did for the longest time um and people told me no it's not the strategy it's what's you know the inner work and i I just called BS on it way too long and I want to try to save some people some time and, and you know, stress. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Mm. Thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome. It's such an honor. I appreciate it. Well, hello. My name is Kusha and I'm the founder of The Bespoke Designs. I live in India and I am a single mom of a 10-year-old son and I live with my parents here and... Um, Before I started business on my own, I was working in corporate. So I've had a really amazing uh, corporate life. And then I moved out to start my own business. And now it's almost five years that there has been no looking back. And, you know, I've been working full time online. So that's about me. The second time that I felt that now I really need somebody, you know, like mm-hmm. a coach coach. <laughs> it just can't be <laughs> on my own. And and I took the plunge and, and I hired somebody who was a very successful conversion copywriter. And I said, she's going to help me design my packages and she's going to help me so that I know what's my real worth and how do I need to package myself and, you know, promote and launch and so on and so forth. So that's 2018 end okay by the end of 2018 i made my first 1000 and there is no looking back after that because i knew i found what really was needed for me to you know to put myself on the ground and say okay i'm in and i'm all in it and now Mm. it's gonna work too and uh and like I said, I paid no heed to my father or to my parents <laughs> saying anything because I now it was just like, I need to show them up that I can do it. So, you know, they, they automatically saw money coming in. Um, they saw that uh, uh, I was enjoying it because I wasn't feeling bored or, you know, I wasn't complaining that I need to sit and design things for my clients. And plus, because I know that I'm faith-based, I'm more into you know, I'm like a very bold person. So the kind of clients I got, they were pretty much, you know, like my personality. So they wanted somebody who is bold, who's vibrant and who is spiritually connected. And and obviously, you know, it's that's exactly how it should be that not everybody is your client. You know, you can't sure. really be serving people entire world and it's just a matter of starting with one and from there automatically you will know who are the right clients for you so 
and and this somehow happened through that business coach this somehow happened when you know i was going through her coaching i was trying to figure out my packages i knew i didn't want to do like a 50 dollar project anymore because designing did need time uh, it does need all that effort that i was putting in so i knew that i had to make sure my pricing my package and the kind of value which i give in it they're all in sync and so that you know the right kind of people would come to me and you know they could get that success that they wanted from you know from the branding for their business yeah well and you had that confidence then that you always had but you had kind of lost along the way and then right like cuz that's such a key component to selling it really is about that confidence and obviously the value you bring to the table and your ability to communicate that and show that to potential clients but so much of it in the conversion end is the confidence and the energy work yeah and you know what that thing which i told you about doing videos that fear went away finally cuz mm. i figured out that i don't need to bother with what one person said yeah <laughs> because like i said just because of that one person i just put my thing on hold you know i didn't do totally. any videos for such a long time again and i tried and i used to again get nervous and then i used to put myself back and i'm like no 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 i'm not going to do this and i used to become like a self critic oh look yeah. how you're looking and and you know all sorts of things and and then one day i got an opportunity one some there was some other uh, entrepreneur doing lives in her group and she said if you're interested you can book a slot for yourself and do a live in my group okay and i'm like okay this is my sign <laughs> i need to do it cuz i need to expand my comfort zone and that was the first time i went live in somebody else's group no problems no tech issues no nervousness nothing and then when i see comments that's good value this that and people you know appreciating and and i was like kusha it was always easy you know yeah. <laughs> you just stuck up in your own head and look you've done a great job and uh, and of course i gave feedback to myself i was like maybe i need to smile a little more than usual <laughs> maybe i need to prepare myself a little more and i think the key is more to smile you know before you do anything else because when you smile you're looking at your own pretty face and then you start liking it you know instead of having that serious expression that oh i'm going to do some kind of training so i was like maybe you just need to smile and just relax and you know just be yourself yeah. and it worked okay and then like i said it was just that one step you know one action and you keep doing more of those things yeah um, there was you know those these are very small things but i'm sure carry those people who are listening they will relate with it there are times when people think if you're going live you have to have makeup on okay like mm. tons and tons of makeup right and i did that by the way okay as much <laughs> as i'm not wearing a, even a little <laughs> blush right now but then i had loads of makeup even if i had to go live for 10 minutes i used to take half an hour time before that mm. just for makeup so a couple of my videos if somebody goes and checks on my business page which i did initially they will show my face which is so cakey and it has lots of makeup and then you know it's 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 also about accepting who you are and who the real person is and trying to bring yourself more and more out for the people to see 
So slowly, gradually, I didn't have to bother about makeup. I didn't worry if I was, you know, looking messy or, you know, at least not messy, but then I didn't need so much of makeup at least, you know. I was I was okay to look the way I would, you know, if I would meet somebody in person. I wouldn't go around with tons of makeup, you know, to meet someone. Right. And um, this, you know, it's like shedding away all these self what do you call them? Those, you know, your own limiting beliefs in your head that I don't look pretty or maybe I need makeup and everybody's putting makeup. Why am I not doing it? So I was able to gradually become more me. Yep. And the more I did that, you know, people started enjoying it. Um, Sorry, people knew that, you know, she's fun loving and, you know, and, and of course, you know, they, they were able to find out what was I talking about in the live, which was more important than how I was looking really. So, right. so, so, so when I did, you know, all these interviews and, you know, there were some certain guest interviews, which I was doing, I made sure that I wasn't concentrating on the makeup and I was more, you know, into sharing my story and, you know, trying to help people know that it's completely okay okay to you know dive in and start with wherever you are and and take it forward from there so um, these are those fears which keep coming off and on and honestly you know as individuals we can never say that you know we've got rid of rid of all kinds of fears right because maybe you will overcome one but there might be something else you know which is still which is still making you struggle and which is still making you uh you know hold yourself back from doing a particular thing so i feel it's like a journey where you get to know more about yourself and as you get to know more about yourself you realize what is it that you're still afraid to do and then you try and work towards it and then you get rid of those fears and then there's something new to work on. So uh, this is exactly how my journey has unfolded. And, you know, today when I see that we are in COVID-19, uh, you know, situation where a lot of people have lost jobs, I feel so grateful that I didn't go back to a job. Yeah. Um, a lot of people who have uh, never known that how online businesses work I feel I I am mentoring them, you know, and there are so many people who are still not able to get those dynamics. And how can somebody sell on Facebook? I mean, Facebook is just to chill out, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm chilling out and yet I'm selling, you know, so Mm -hmm. having those kind of myths about online business and and me being able to now show them, you know, that so many things are possible if if you have that right mindset absolutely if you're ready to go all in and you know and most importantly if especially moms would really understand this and and I love to say this that you know I think my business is like my own baby so I wouldn't ever give up on it right I would always yeah. keep trying and fighting for it and doing anything and everything which is needed to support it and to make sure it grows in the best possible way and it outshines you know in front of the others and and I feel proud about it and and it's going to be a roller coaster journey you know it always will be because 
that's exactly how even you raise your kids you know yeah. you have a peaceful life once you give birth to a baby so this is exactly how i've treated my business and i feel that you know anybody who's listening to this they just need to remember it that if you treat your business like your own shop you know you would never close it a single day you would make sure you show up you would make sure you are consistent and you don't give up on it that easily just like you wouldn't give up on your own you know own child Yeah, I love that. It's so important, right? I mean, to have that perspective and to remind people of that because there's going to be hard days. There already have been hard days. There will continue to be. But when you have that bigger vision and the reminder of what your why is, it gets easier to keep showing up. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing all this with us. Thank you so much for having me here, Carrie. I totally enjoy talking about all this. My name is Rebecca Morris-Eisen and I'm an inner peace and high achievement coach. So I work with female entrepreneurs or business owners that are, have really busy businesses or they're just starting to sort of get going. They've got a lot of work on and they tend to get quite overwhelmed with the work and especially as things start to get going in their businesses, everything, they can feel like they need to do everything and need to be working all the time so quite often a lot of things can get neglected so their family like their outsides like I was say their outside life can get neglected they can neglect themselves all in the focus of just going for the work and trying to make their business successful and the work life balance gets really skewed mm. and over time over time that can then create burnout and anxiety and and you can end up not not quite resenting your business, but like you, you just don't really know where to position yourself because you're so focused on work. And if, if you're not working, you feel guilty and you feel like your business is going to fail if you're not working. Whereas you need to have that balance and having that balance and looking after yourself actually helps your work, even though you might not think it. So talk to us about when in your business, you were at a point where you were kind of maybe half in, half out and what was going on? I think about a year ago, I was still in my nine to five, although it was a little bit more than nine to five. Some days I'd work like 16 hour days Mm. and trying to fit my business in around that. And my business wasn't quite where I wanted it to be at that moment. And uh, so the impatience and the doubt can set in then mm. and and things and it was just a bit like well is it worth it and I got away from that that why a little bit because I was like I'm working so hard and work was draining a little bit and by the time I'd finished work I didn't really want to come back home <laughs> and then start mm. work again on my business which can be quite can be quite difficult to balance and there was quite a few questions and I think because work was so draining and stressful at the same time I can remember coming home to my partner and just be like I I don't think I can do both mm-hmm. I I'm, I think I'm going to stop my business because it's it's not where I want it to be right now and I'm too busy and I don't have time for it and I had a, kind of like a little bit of a mini meltdown and he just kind of looked at me and he was like you need to remember why you started and Mm. actually you really enjoy talking to your clients and talking to people that even don't become your clients. You, you just enjoy talking to them and being able to help them and support them. And, and I really do. And he was like, this job is only temporary at the moment. So 
stick with your business, keep it going, keep it growing. And it's, it was nice to have that support and also a refocus on my why as well. And a really Mm. good thing about it. It's so important, right? In all aspects of coming back to that. (laughs) And, you know, and I think that also speaks to having someone willing to remind you of that and reflect that to you, you know, because yeah, it does get these moments where we're so overwhelmed. Everyone has them at different points, whether it's before you sign your first client or you're trying to scale to a certain level so that you can leave your job or, you know, whatever those markers are, it can feel so far away to actually be able to have what you want. But to remember like, okay, why did I start this in the first place? Am I still doing the things that I love in my business? Or how can I maybe double down on doing those things so I do feel more fulfilled in this work? Exactly. And as and as your business grows, there can be so many, or as you're growing your business even, there can be so many things actually that you don't enjoy about your business mm-hmm. that maybe when you're in work, you never even had to learn about or think about because other people in the business that you worked for did that. Mm. and all of a sudden you're doing you're doing all the finances you're doing all the marketing you're doing like you're doing the whole lot all by yourself and you might find that some things are harder than you thought they're not as enjoyable as you thought but actually you can then go through those and be like well I can get somebody else to do that (laughs) (laughs) and it like I always um, encourage my clients it's like you you do need to know when to outsource and that can have a big effect on becoming overwhelmed. But it's also a great idea if you know how to do those things. So when you outsource, you can discuss it in detail with the person that you're going to outsource it to. And you know, like if they're an expert in their field, you know what they're offering, that it's what you want and what you need. Mm. Instead of just going, I don't like marketing, I'm going to get someone else to do it. But you don't actually know how to market on the platform that you're marketing on. And then it, you don't quite get the results that you want. Mm-hmm. So it's you, you kind of have to go through that learning process and then be like, right, I still don't enjoy it, but I know how to do it now. So someone else can do it. And I've got so much more on my plate that I'm busier. So you can gradually start outsourcing things to other people. So you, you end up with the core that you really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And the outsourcing could include outsourcing the cleaning of your house. Like oh, yeah. Little things like that. <laughs> because that takes up time and it takes up, uh, mental effort as well because you can be working and be like well this room really needs cleaned or <laughs> things yeah. like that well and I think it's so important you know depending on like where you are in your business I think some people especially in the beginning hear that and they're like oh cool must be nice like I don't have the money to be able to outsource or do those things but you know I always remember like there's so many ways in this day and age to get creative like you can literally do a trade with someone. You can, you know, like figure out, I mean, probably pre-COVID days, but like you could, before COVID, you could hire like the kid down the street to clean your house for probably a cheaper amount than like a cleaning service. You know I mean? I just think it's when we're in that space of opening up to possibilities that it's like, all right, I can't like BS myself anymore. There really are a thousand ways I could get this done. Exactly. And there is, um, on a lot of Facebook groups, there is people offering that because they want to increase, especially like graphic designers for websites, they want to increase their portfolio. And to do that, they need to have, they need to have like essentially be doing free websites. And so that can be a way, a way to do it and a way for you to learn. And so, yeah, is be, be creative and think, try and think outside the box, think what you need. 
Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I wonder, um, going back a little bit to when you were kind of like, okay, do I need to go all in? What would this look like? Obviously you had a lot on your plate because you were also working a job, which was factoring into whether or not you were able to mentally be like, okay, I can do this. So is there a piece of advice you'd give someone maybe particularly if they're, you know, starting their business on the side of a job how they could get themselves into a place of decision and going all in? I think sometimes some people need the the job security as well. So they can look at reducing their hours in their job while still getting like a regular paycheck every month and the benefits potentially of that job. So it's finding, finding the balance because sometimes some jobs, it is really difficult to come home and then work on your business, especially if you've got kids at home. Mm-hmm. So that's the time isn't always available. One thing that I would say is try to be like really organized mm-hmm. with things that can make a huge difference. So it might be like like when you get home from work, be like, okay, I'm gonna do an hour of work on my business and then I'm gonna spend the rest of the time with my family. Make sure your family know that. That you need you need an hour and then you'll be completely with them. And that's that's not on your phone or anything, you are completely with them and you need that hour first to work on your business. It's just carving out the time and building up the confidence with your own business and what you need to to live on and reducing your hours in work. Some people do go from like a full-time job and kind of go, that's it, I'm done, I'm out now. I'm, yeah. I'm all in on my business. And then sometimes it goes really well. Sometimes they get like a month in and they're like, ah, what do I do? Like, I don't have like a regular income anymore. And they start to get a little bit overwhelmed by that. But if you, I find if you do it gradually, you still have that security, but you have more and more time to build up your own business and figure out exactly how you're going to get that consistency. Mm, and I think and that's so key. Too. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was just going to say, I love that piece of confidence because I'm like, if there ever were a secret that people need to know of like selling and being in your business, it's get sold on yourself and what you have to offer yeah. and show up yes. really confidently, which is hard when you don't have the results. So I never, ever want to dismiss that because, you know, it can be so discouraging. But at mm. the same time, to me, it's like, okay, how do we get back into that power and confidence? And that's why investing in support or other things are so crucial because when you don't have those results yet, it is so easy for doubt to creep in because that's naturally what's going to happen. Exactly. And if you don't have like a huge amount of support at home, it can really affect your confidence as well. And Mm -hmm. you get huge self-doubt and you can become very critical of yourself. Mm. as well I know with my niche I like a lot of what I was doing well quite a lot of where I'm sort of going is almost down the mild mental health sort of anxiety and depression as well working because a lot of people that work from home can get very overwhelmed and anxiety and depression can start to intertwine in things and I found that some of my posts on social media people don't really respond to them and a lot of the time they want to see several more posts, but they'll send me a message because they don't want to advertise that maybe they're feeling a little bit down or something. And it's really interesting to see over time that actually people people are reading your posts. They might not engage on it, but they have reasons for that. And I'll get quite often I'll get messages straight into my my inbox 
saying that they've read it and they want to talk about things and other people like some of my friends will will talk to me face to face when I see them as well about it even though I have no idea that they've even seen the post because they they don't engage in it at all and so Mm -hmm. it can be really discouraging sometimes but it's knowing that actually and remembering that people are seeing your your content yeah you just have to be a bit patient and sometimes you can be especially if you talk about their pain points you can really be hitting a nerve and they Mm -hmm. can almost shy away from it Mm -hmm. so it's just to keep going with the consistency and sort of know that even though though you don't get a lot of interaction people are still there and you're still helping people yeah I think it's so important to remember that because it it is discouraging when you're like okay nobody's interacting with this but to me it's a couple things like one it's how can you go actively market versus just throwing up some content because I think that's also one of the lies of online business it's like oh just put out some content and people will automatically pay you and I'm like no that's not how it works I'm like no it's not and so I think it's so important to remember like what is within our power oh I can go start some conversations with people oh I can see how I can actually help people and solve their problems mm-hmm. get on the phone with them like offer different ways versus like waiting for the people to come to us yeah and then also remembering that people are still seeing your content they just like you said especially if it's around more sensitive topics that unfortunately we still have a lot of like taboo around that people are not going to raise their hand and they're not going to admit that they're struggling in that way yes exactly and it's it's like coming back to the decisions it's making that decision to do something actively as well instead of just putting content out there and sitting there and hoping that it comes to you and it's sort of going okay well no I need to make sure all my content has an intention behind it and Mm. it's all got a call to action at the end of it even if it's just a question like asking what somebody's struggling with today or asking I don't don't know any (laughs) like any other sort of like small question it doesn't have to be a direct sort of like send me a message and I will get on a call or something. It doesn't have to be quite as as hard as that, as long as there's a little bit of intention and making sure you you appreciate the people that are engaging in your posts as well and making sure they know that know that. Yeah, which is such a critical piece. And I'm sure we could talk on that for a long time, but I see that so often. Like we don't want to serve the one person in front of us because we're like, "Eh, that's not good enough. And it's like, that's so dismissive, number one. And number two, like if you can't serve the person in front of you, like why would you serve more people? And why would anyone trust you? You know, like, so that to me is so much of the hack of like, can you serve the people in front of you versus saying, I need a bigger audience. I need more people like serve the one person in front of you. Yeah. Like I was talking to someone uh, yesterday who, who made a really valid point that sometimes you can see somebody with like, in a Facebook group with like 10,000 people in there or, or something or 10,000 followers on Instagram, but actually they're making no money. And you might find someone that has a yep. group of like 20 to 30 people that are doing really well because they are serving those customers really well. They don't need thousands of people because what they do, like they're really good at what they do and they know their customers really well. Yep. It's such a good reminder for all of us to remember yeah. that because the numbers, you know, we just get to solution with it, but really the numbers don't matter. No, <laughs> no, they don't at all. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for talking on these subjects. I so appreciate it. 
Well, thank you very much for inviting me on. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening to the Set Yourself Free podcast. It is an honor to be in your ears each and every week. Please make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And will you go ahead and do me a quick favor? Go over and leave us a review so that people can easily find this show. If you'd like to talk about the number one mindset shift you can make today in your business to make more money and impact, head on over to my website at setyourselffreellc.com and sign up for a free 30-minute call. Can't wait to chat with you so that you can have your own profitable online business. And thanks again for being here. We'll see you next week.